1: slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed.
2: Happy belated Kraken Day to all who celebrate, did celebrate, and will celebrate the Seattle Kraken. Got a massive 4-3 win over the Nashville Predators, and Callie Yarncrook is one of the Seattle Kraken players that got on the board. We're going to break down the game Take you to post-game where we're going to hear from Colin Blackwell and Dave Haxtell. And we're going to discuss, oh yeah, the trade deadline. Earlier in the week, General Manager Ron Francis talked to media. I mentioned it on yesterday's episode. But today, I'll take you over to what Ronnie Francis is saying and what we can expect. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On
3: Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken, Kraken.
2: Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle Kraken fans? Happy Thursday, happy belated Kraken Day, and congrats on a great win. Seven game skid ended yesterday as the Seattle Kraken get the 4 3 win over the Nashville Predators. That's their last home game for a little bit of time. We've got five games on the road, so it was a really good win for the Seattle Kraken team to get. Now, I know I had Ann Kimmel on the show yesterday. I, I know I tell you every, every episode to hold fast and stay true. I got to take my own advice because I wasn't sure if the Kraken were going to pull it off, but there were a few things that were mentioned on the broadcast that I absolutely loved making some adjustments, especially to special teams and changing the mentality on the penalty kill to be a little bit more aggressive. So we're gonna break that down because we did see that come to fruition. He said yesterday was a momentous occasion. Not only was it a Seattle Kraken game day, not only was it a Seattle Kraken win day, but it was actually Kraken day in Seattle. It was fantastic. If you check out the YouTube page, you can see the mayor reading the proclamation as part of the festivities for Kraken day yesterday. It was also Ron Francis's birthday. There was a lot going on. I should have known that the odds were in our favor. That's on me, fam. That's on me. I didn't pick the Kraken to beat Nashville. That's on me. But um, here's a special tribute video for Kraken Day.
4: This is a big deal. Huge massive
0: nice. the seattle Kraken. look at all the people that are here down the nhl's you are door. ready for nhl honey. i said
2: are you guys ready yeah. so with the first pick
3: your call has
0: been <laughs> over with the boy boy cali though
3: i see you guys are all laughing at my headshot. Hey. i saw a ghost so that's the story i'm going with and i'm sticking with that one all the way
1: right here is where so many kids are going to learn to love the game, learn to play the game. This is
0: why we do this. This is so cool.
1: And what a great opportunity that is for our community. (laughs)
2: to Colin Blackwell, who had the game winning goal and got fired up in a way I haven't seen uh, many Seattle Kraken players get fired up in quite some time. Here's Colin Blackwell talking about the win and in particular talking about um, him and Yanni Gord uh, connecting.
1: Hey Colin, you've had some, uh, well in general, there's been some memorable moments this, this season. I'm just wondering where that one stacks up for you.
3: Yeah, I mean uh, that one felt good, just a team that I used to play for, um, kind of um, those ones always feel good when you you feel like, uh, you know, maybe they may, may have gave, given up on you or something along those lines, uh, so scoring against them, and uh, it was a big goal, kind of short-handed goal, um, you know, kind of late, late in the period, that one definitely, uh, that one definitely, you know, sticks out there for this year, and, uh, you know, felt really good, and I thought we just had a heck of a team win tonight, everybody played really well from top to bottom, goaltending D, forwards, and you know, when we play like that, it's it's we're hard to beat. So,
1: And you've stuck together a, a quite for quite a while now with Appleton and Gord. I'm just wondering uh, what you can say about your, your experiences playing with them. And, um, I mean, Gord obviously helped create that, that goal for you. Um, just what is it meant to put those two guys?
3: Yeah, I mean, Gordo and Apps, uh, I got nothing but good, good things to say about them. They're, you know, really straight line, hardworking players. And, um, you know, I thought we, we've had some pretty good chemistry together. We've been with each other in and out throughout the, the course of the year. And, you know, I got some um, chemistry going with Gordo on the PK, and that moves on into five-on-five play. And, you know, I think the three of us just, uh, we complement each other pretty well. And, um, you know, we have some good chemistry on and off the ice, and, and that's kind of hard to find sometimes. So, um, you know, Gordo works his tail off, and, and so does Appy, and we kind of just been finding each other, and I feel like over the last several games we've had a ton of opportunities, especially in that San Jose game, it just didn't really fall for us. So um, it was nice to get a, a couple good ones there tonight and just kind of continue to build off that. Curtis. Yeah,
0: Colin, I know you guys pride yourself on your effort and, and and whatnot, but with your shorthanded goal, the other shorthanded chances you guys had, whether it was Morgan's offensive zone pressure ahead of Callie's goal, it seemed like this was one of those top tier efforts for you guys on that front tonight.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it starts with Dregs. uh did a great job tonight, and our, our D were doing a good job of boxing those guys out, and, you know, they got a very potent power play, and, and for us, we kind of switched it up recently to, to be very aggressive, and, you know, I think we've been doing a good job at that, um, and, uh, you know, anytime you can frustrate their top guys and, and kind of uh, put a lot of pressure on them and make it hard for them, it's... Uh, it. it, it you know, is very beneficial for us and it makes for a long night for them. And I think they were able to get one, uh, kind of through traffic and stuff tonight. But I thought overall we did a good job. And over the last like five games, since we kind of switched it up, we've been putting a lot of pressure on teams.
2: To take a minute to send you to Colin Blackwell. He was asked by the amazing Ryan S. Clark about a special tribute that the Seattle Kraken did. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then I will also share with you something a little bit more uplifting, the Kraken Day video. I added captions, so hopefully we can make it more inclusive. But um, I am going to be talking about what's happening between Russia and the Ukraine. And so I just want to give you that as um, you, you know just just to be up frank up upfront and frank and transparent, that is what we're going to talk about next, but the Seattle Kraken in a in a really great and classy move, had a singer come and sing the Ukrainian national anthem, so i'm going to show you that video, and you'll hear the singer um, it's uh, Roman Vashuk. I hope I'm saying that right, but Jeff Baker has a really compelling story about Roman and being stuck in Seattle. Um, Just really, really heartwarming stuff. And for those who follow me on social media, I've been very critical of how the greater hockey community, the greater sports community, even we're seeing video games make statements and do things that I think are a little bit outside of what meets the mark, um, and quite honestly, punishing people that are Russian-born for things that they don't have any control over. That being said, this move by the Seattle Kraken, I found extremely classy and heartwarming, and really getting to the heart of uplifting humanity. So in the show notes, check out Jeff Baker's article for the Seattle Times, and here is Colin Blackwell being asked about the presentation of the Ukrainian national anthem by Ryan S. Clark.
1: Um, What was it like for all of you on the bench to see the Ukrainian national anthem get performed given the circumstances, especially with everything going on in the world? You
3: know, I think uh, I'll start with the Ukrainian national anthem. I thought, uh, you know, our crowd was great tonight and I thought that was definitely a very emotional way to, to start the game with everything going on. I think, um, you know, Sometimes us hockey players, we can be in a little bit of a bubble, um, not realize, you know, how good we have it sometimes. And, you know, there's players that we play with from from different countries that might not necessarily be as lucky as us. So um, to have that and have Ukrainian citizens kind of be in our community, I think, you know, it means a lot uh, for the city of Seattle to kind of, you know, show that much emotion and kind of stand with them uh, tonight. So I thought that was, uh, you know, an awesome start uh, start to the the game. For
2: those who know me and have been around on Locked on Kraken, you know, we're going to talk about real stuff. Um, you know, I am never going to shy away from that. Even when it's disco there's discomfort or I have discomfort or I'm unaware. We have to be honest about what we know, what we don't know and what we care about. And so now let's do a quick summary before we get into the next segment. But uh, the Seattle Kraken were behind in this game. The Nashville Predators scored in the first period. It was Philip Tomasino who got his eighth goal of the season and uh Josie got his 100th point. He was able to assist on Tomasino's goal and also Duchesne's first goal. Matt Duchesne would score the third goal for the Nashville Predators, um, setting Colin Blackwell up to get the game-winning goal. But, um, you know, shots on goal for the Seattle Kraken, 31 for the Predators, 22. Um, Face-offs, highly in favor of of the Predators. Um, the Seattle Kraken, they didn't have any power play opportunities um, and they were successful two out of three times on the penalty kill. We also are going to talk about it because Colin Blackwell, his goal was a shorty, a shorthanded goal. Uh, so we heard from Colin Blackwell just now. A stat, though, that I really liked, uh, two things. One is that the Seattle Kraken in the, in the excuse me, not in the third frame, in the second frame, scored three of their four goals. And they scored them within, you know, roughly two minutes of each other. You had uh, the Wenberg goal, which, oh, gosh. So beautiful. Wenberg goal at 723. Then you had Callie Yarncroke scoring on his former team. We talked about him maybe being up for a trade. He scored at 858. And then you had Yanni Gord from who, who, but Blackwell and Dunn, Vince Dunn, at uh, 1002. Really love the passing on all of those goals in the third, in the second frame, excuse me, um, Great puck movement. You're starting to see the the, the guys just really pull it all together. Everly to Yarncroke, just uh, such great ice vision. And then Colin Blackwell was a gritty, grindy goal. He's whack-a-mole, you know, right in front of Nets, and finally gets that goal. Got it at 319 in the third period. And the second stat that I said I liked, so I liked that we so- scored so many goals consecutive. But... um. Shots in the third period. I said that the Seattle Kraken led in shots, but it was 15 to three, 15 shots in favor of the Seattle Kraken to only three. Hello. That's not three, only three shots on goal for the predators. That's the kind of defense. That's the kind of puck possession. That's the kind of grind and grit that this Seattle Kraken team has the potential for, but has not lived up to that teenager mentality that I always talk about. So coming up next, Let's get into what that means for free agency. I'm going to take you over to the belated birthday boy, Ron Francis, also known as the general manager of the Seattle Kraken. And we're going to hear him talk about some of the things that he's thinking about, which is basically just a spoiler alert, everything. Now, football might be over for the season, but basketball and, of course, hockey are in full swing from the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, and even where the next fired head coach is going. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot uh, for all of your sports scores, your podcasts, uh, and your news all throughout the season. And, of course, it's not just basketball. We're talking hockey, baby. We've got boxing, UFC, and even Olympic. And, uh, you know, hopefully they got Paralympic numbers as well. So head to the website today. You can use your mobile device, your desktop, your laptop, whatever you got to learn more about the trends and action. That online, where the game starts.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic
2: thank you as always for making a locked on crack in your first listen of the day now that you've listened to us of course it's time to head over to locked on now that's where you will get quick hits from all of the locked on nhl hosts when it comes to post-game reactions, big-time news, trade deadline, we got you covered on one single podcast, and that, of course, is the Locked On Now. It gives you nightly recaps, analysis from our local experts, and just like everything else on the Locked On Network, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So, all right, on Locked On Kraken, what we're going to be talking about is the trade deadline, but let me take you straight to the source. I liked on the broadcast, they talked about Ron Francis, Ronnie Francis giving a state of the union or a state of the Seattle Kraken, which is apropos, as some of you know, I was a political science major and we actually had a state of the union for the United States. Joseph Biden, president of the United States, uh, addressed the country and uh, general manager of the Seattle Kraken addressed the media. And so I'm bringing that to you in part on Locked On Kraken, let's hear what Ronnie and his team are thinking about when it comes to free agency.
4: No, I, I think you always, you have to be open for anybody, but you know, I think uh, you, you, you identify the guys that you want to kind of be a part of your core moving forward and, and it's going to take, you know, a significant piece to, to change that direction. So, um, but that's, I think with any team, you look at your team, you know, everybody uses, you know, Gretzky can get traded, anybody can get traded. So. Um, you know, I think that's something you're you're constantly looking at, and if if something there makes sense, that makes your organization better. You know, short term and long term, you have to you have to consider all options. Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm, we have the cap space, and, and and our owners are willing to spend the money. So we've uh, made that uh, well known to all the GMs that if if they need a third party broker or if there's a deal, you know, a contract they need to move that makes sense, that uh, you know, we're open for business in that angle as well. Um, you know, and and our owners have said from day one, I mean, we're, we have the, the green light to spend to the cap. So, uh, as we get into the free agent market this summer, I mean, there's always the risk that you don't get the guy you want, or, you know, somebody else uh, wants to play for some other reason, whether he's from that market originally or something else. But, you know, our plan is certainly to be aggressive again in in free agency this summer. Two part question. Uh, one you, I've said I've had the conversation with Gio. I haven't really had conversations with other players at this point, um, you know that may change as we get closer to the deadline, but at this point, I haven't. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, moving forward, it, it depends on what teams are looking for and stuff. Um, you know, I think you're always up for for making deals if it makes your teams better. Uh, but I'm not sitting here saying I got to I got to dump money. I mean, we feel comfortable that we have the cap space and the money available to to you know make decisions this summer that will help rectify this sooner. I think it really depends on, on two things. One is, is if you're going to sign them, what that price is going to be and, and whether it makes sense fitting into your plan long term. And the other side is what the offers are for them out there, right? It, the position we're in, we have to listen to everything. And, uh, and so depending on what those offers are, play into that decision as well.
2: Now, I talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show, I believe it was, and Anne Kimmel and I, of course, talked about who's moving around. We heard from Ron, and it had been reported before his media availability this week. Yes, Mark Giordano, captain of the Seattle Kraken, is a player confirmed by Ron Francis that the Kraken have spoken to. That, to me, sounds like it's an indication that Gio might be on the move. Um, It's been for months now, conversation. And I think that's more just a sign of where the Seattle Kraken are in the standings and um, where they want to be with salary cap. Now, that being said, um, there's two things I want to note here. One is that you heard Ron Francis just now talk about that they've been pretty good and they held on to some money. um, So they're not necessarily strapped. Also, though, months ago, we talked about an article in The Athletic from our good friend, Haley Salvian, who wrote that Geo hasn't ruled out returning to Calgary. So is this something that's coming from Geo? He gets traded or he gets dealt, I should say, or he, I shouldn't say that either. He was unprotected in the expansion draft, wants to make his way back to Calgary, felt that in that article, it was unfinished business. Again, check it out in the show notes, unfinished business with the Calgary Flames, It sounds like this will be what I appreciate is if Gio does get traded, uh, whether to Calgary or elsewhere, he has been in conversation. We've heard reports that people like Marc-Andre Fleury and other people have been traded and not really been given the respect That I I would say, not been given the respect to kind of know where they're going. Doesn't seem like that's the case with Mark Giordano. So you got to think his contract is definitely in play. That would mean, of course, we lose our captain. Um, You know, I talked about it. The optics, you know, from an emotional standpoint are not great. But if you're looking at the numbers, if you're looking at um, really building up and making room for younger talent and thus smaller contracts. That might be what you want to do. Ron Francis also talked a lot about, and we talked about this with Allison Lucan. I feel like I mentioned it earlier this week on the podcast, but Allison Lucan and I, before the team even hit the ice and was established, talked about the staggered approach, right? That the Seattle Kraken are going to have to have. They can't have everything in the first season. They can't have it all in the second season. That being said, I don't know that the Seattle Kraken were quite prepared to see what they saw this season. Actually, let me take you back to Ronnie Francis where he's talking about an overview and an assessment of the
4: team. Again, it's going to sound like excuses, but the lineup we thought we'd play with this year, we played with for just over two periods and that's not going to change with Tana being done for the year. Um, we had to cancel team events early which helps get our guys together uh we had to cancel practices because of 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 situations where somebody tests positive so you didn't get the time to do certain things and it's it's tough to get a group that doesn't know each other together to learn a new system to learn each other and feel comfortable uh i thought we were really starting to show great signs of of that coming together leading up to the uh, all-star break um we've kind of struggled since then a bit uh getting back to that level where we were at but uh You know this has not been you know kind of a uh, almost a fair thing to assess and evaluate based on what's happened early in the season this season so you know we still think their coaching staff is working hard and doing a good job and and uh, we'll continue to back them moving forward go back to what i said at the start of the season i felt we had a group that could be competitive right We, we thought our goaltending was really good we thought our defense was good and we thought we'd struggle to score goals and it's been a kind of a combination. The goaltending struggled early, then it looked like it got on track, and it's been kind of up and down lately. Our defense, for the most part, has been pretty solid. And sometimes we've seen we can score goals. Other times we've seen like we struggle. So, um, you know, our special teams haven't been as great maybe as we need them to be to be over that hump. But, um, you know, I think there's still a lot of positives. I still think our, we have some real good core pieces, and if we can add to them, and and continue to develop our prospects to fit into that lineup moving forward, then I think our future is still really bright. And, and, you know, if you look at the history expansion teams, there's more cases like ours than like Vegas, right? Vegas, I think the day I got the GM job, I think I said that day, you want to be the second GM in Seattle, not the first. And that's the reason why. It's hard to, to do this, and nobody's had to do it under, you know, sort of a pandemic the last couple of years either build a brand new rink and build a practice facility. And now we're building a facility in in, in Palm Springs that's going to be outstanding. So our facilities are good. Certainly appreciate the fans. You know, the ones that come to the rink have been, you know, very supportive in in some tough times. And our guys appreciate that. And they continue to battle and work hard. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to get this right as we move forward. And, you know, it's going to be a fun journey when we get there to say, hey, I was there when this happened, and now look where we are. And that's what our goal is, to improve and get better every day.
2: Ron talked about goaltending. You know, I talk about goaltending. He talked about defense. He talked about offense. I'm not sure that defense has been solid. That's probably where I disagree and diverge from what Ronnie said. Uh, offensively, I think he's absolutely right. We weren't expecting much. Then we got some stuff. I, I talked about it yes, or on Tuesday show, I guess, talking about players like Ryan Donato. Or even when I spoke yesterday with Ann Kimmel, you've got a lot of players on the Seattle Kraken team that are on pace to over or outperform their productivity numbers from last season. Now, Last season was very different. This season, also very unique. Ron Francis talked a lot about that. That being said... um There's still a lot of pieces. And Ron said that too. He said, we need a lot of things. So they have to listen to everything. Being a broker, looking at free agency, I think they're really going to look to maybe even grab some contracts of of players that maybe are not the perfect fit right now for the Seattle Kraken. But Ron said it, we're going to look at players and also look at what the interest is, gauge what the interest is around the league. Ron Francis wants to make moves at the trade deadline and in free agency that he wasn't able to do for the expansion draft. I think that's been very well documented. He's been very consistent with that. So what does that mean? (laughs) I think it means anything and all things. He's also talked about knowing that he's going to get a pretty high draft pick once again. Maddie Beniers, we're going to talk about Maddie Beniers and the Wolverines tomorrow as they get ready for some NCAA postseason. But he talked about Maddie Beniers, knowing that they're probably going to get another pick. How do you work those top picks in? And he, he also said it's a different time. It's a different time. Uh, You got to really work with these young kids. Uh, I think also you got to remember NCAA athletes in the NCAA right now, they can do NIL, name, image, likeness. So they're already getting a taste legally because, you know, some people might argue it's always been a part of the culture. I'm not here. That's not this podcast. We're not going to do that. But for sure, we know that these athletes in a way that's unprecedented are thinking about how to make their money. I'm all here for it. That being said, it makes it more difficult for general managers and for owners. What are the owners saying? Ron Francis says the owners are saying, go get us a team. They're ready to do whatever it takes, and that is that is what is going to make it exciting. I cannot wait. All right, folks, we're going to give you a quick rundown coming up on what to expect from the Seattle Kraken throughout the week.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC.
2: All right, Seattle Kraken fans, let's wrap it up by letting you know what your favorite hockey team has got coming up this week. As I mentioned, this was the end of um, a little bit of a homestand, I guess. Kind of uh, a little bit of, uh, it was like a mini home stand. Anyway, the Seattle Kraken hit the road again. Who are they facing? Well, I'm going to let you know now. Saturday, they've got Washington. Then they've got Carolina, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. Let's take you over to NHL and uh, tell you where these teams stand. Co- uh, excuse me, not Colorado. Carolina, right behind Colorado in the standings. They are at 37-11. Um, and five, 79 points on the table for them. Uh, they have a goal differential of plus 59. Oh, my goodness. Holy cannoli. That's Carolina. We are playing them on Sunday. That's a back-to-back Washington, Carolina. But Washington, where do they sit in the pecking order at 13. And they are 28, 8, and 9. Uh, they have 65 points on the season, plus 20 goal differential. When, then we have Toronto. Didn't do so well against Toronto last time we played them. Their fifth overall in the league with a 35, 15, and 4 record, plus 41 goal differential, 74 points on the board for them. Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators. 26th. In the league, negative 29 differential for them. 19, 28, and 5 on the season. Uh, They have 43 points. Then you've got Montreal, the Canadians. Or Montreal. They are right behind us at 31, negative 79 differential, 13 34-7, 34-7, and 7, 33 points on the season. They're riding a losing streak of one, holding on a one point ahead of Arizona. So it's going to be a tough go. We saw Chris Drieger Dave Haxtell was noncommittal regarding what he uh, was going to do in net. Actually, let's take you over to Dave post-game. And he got a little sassy, but I kind of liked it. Here we go.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll consider that, you know, as we, as we get into tomorrow, uh, I thought our team played great defensively. Uh, we did a, did a real good job. Um, you know, throughout the game five on five, I think one of the better chances we gave up was, was probably early in the hockey game, uh, on one of our breakout turnovers, uh, beyond that, we did a good job. Driegs uh, was solid, uh, and our PK was, uh, was outstanding in front of them.
4: Andy. Hey, Dave, uh, a pretty resilient win.
1: With with the ways things have been going for your team, you get down to nothing. It could have been pretty easy to pack it in, but what does it say about the way your team never gives up and keeps battling to come back like that? I don't think our team has packed it in one time this year.
2: You saw, uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, and I highly recommend, even if you usually listen on audio, that you go check this out. But Dave's face, when he was asked uh, if it would have been, quote, easy to pack it in. All he had to say to that question was, uh, I don't think we packed it in one time this season. You know what, Davey? I like it. I like the sauce. I like the flavor. I like the spice. you dang right. Now, I keep it real. I didn't know if the Seattle Kraken was going to win that game. I, I've owned it, fam. I own it. Hold fast, stay true, always. But sometimes you also got to keep it real, right? Uh, the numbers were not in our favor. But I love that Dave was like, listen, we're not, we're not playing this game. We're not doing that. Not today, not now, not tomorrow, not ever. So uh, I love that from him. He talked about the PK. I taught, you know, Blackwell, his goal was a shorthanded goal. They want to be more aggressive there. Dave Haxtell talked about defense being more aggressive there. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Infuse that, pump it into my veins. That's the energy, as my good friend Ari Chambers, who covers basketball, would say. She's getting a little hockey crossover. I'm, I'm trying to make it happen. Remember that you heard it here. Anyway, I want this for Seattle. I want yesterday's type of Seattle team. That's what we need more of. I want freaking Colin Blackwell fired up. I want Ryan Donato level uh Well, first of all, I want Ryan Donato on this team. Don't play with me, trade deadline. I want Ryan Donato on this team. I know. You're not supposed to have favorites, but I kind of have favorites because Ryan Donato, Colin Blackwell, how he got fired up is the kind of personality and persona that I think this Seattle Kraken team needs. Then you bring in the cool, calm, collected Matty Beneers or Eberle um, or even like a Schwartzy, but they get it done. They talk to their teammates. They're encouraging, inspiring, and they also keep it real. That's who I see when I see Seattle Kraken, like the prototype. So that's what I want. I want more of it. Five games on the road, folks. We're going to have you covered. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more about Maddie Beniers. We're going to talk a little bit more about Ron Francis and how he's going to handle draft picks. Is he going to take draft picks at the trade deadline, free agency, all that stuff. So hold fast. Stay true. Keep me accountable for doing both of those things. And I'll see you tomorrow. Let's go Kraken.